Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm coach Caroline DeKimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. Welcome to the show and today we're going to talk about career planning for middle management. So if you are in middle management and if you are stuck in your career, this episode is for you. And I want to share with you a case study of one of my clients who's called Lydia. Now, Lydia is a successful and ambitious change director. Now, she has over 15 years experience and a few years earlier in her career, she was working for a large global organization and in that job, she was managing big budgets and working on multiple change and transformation projects. And even though she loved her job, she was doing something amazing, she was making an impact, she was doing challenging work. The environment that she was in was far from ideal. And she had a toxic boss and there was high staff turnover in her department, not in her immediate team, but the department was really dysfunctional. And the stakeholders she had to work with, they were playing a very political game, which made it very difficult to make any decision that was needed to keep on moving forward. But Lydia stayed as long as she could because she was earning good money and she had a lot of flexibility. And think about it, how many times in your career you sacrifice your, your own desire to want to do more in your career because you're stuck, because you earn good money and because that money pays the bills. And on the other side, you're stuck because you have flexibility and often you have the belief that you won't have that flexibility anywhere else. So in her case, after a while, her job started to affect her health. And she had to resign from the position. Now, this is really sad because often we don't see any of the alarm bells. Or we see them, but we choose to ignore them. And it's not until we have physical reactions, a physical response that we literally can't do this anymore, that we finally listen and we finally give in. So I want you to think about also this. If this is you, think about what are you willing to keep on sacrificing to get this? Because you don't want it to be, go too far and to affect your health in such a bad way that it takes like ages to rebounce. And it's not only your health that's affected. It's most Often, it's also your confidence and your, your motivation and your drive that's affected. So it's much, much more you giving up, much more than you realize. So what Lydia did, she took a short break. And um, when she felt she was ready to put herself out there again, she started applying for new, for new jobs. Now, 
Lydia didn't get the traction she was expecting. And um, she came from uh, a past where she was tapped on the shoulder or when she applied to three jobs, she would actually get an offer, a job offer for one of them. So for her not to get that same traction, she was a little bit confused, like well, what's happening here? And nobody was giving her feedback, so she didn't know what was what was wrong. So, but luckily, at the end of it, she applied and applied a million zillion times, and there was one job offer that came through for a job that, in her mind, it seemed okay. So she took it, but unfortunately, and this happens all the time, after a few months, she realized that the job wasn't for her. So if we zoom out for a second here, what she did is she took a job because there was no other option. Now to put yourself in that situation, that is a far from ideal situation. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have to take what's offered to you. And that could be because you're bored out of your mind and you actually want, want to get back in the workforce or you, you have the financial stress that you have to earn money again. So whatever it is, you do not want to be in a situation where you have that pressure. Anyway, she took the job that wasn't for her and clearly she felt like she was underutilized and she was bored out of her mind. So conscious that the next role that she was choosing needed to be something where she could stay for a few years. She turned to me and we started working together. Because this is another thing. If you just take the, the, the first job that's offered to you and you realize that that isn't it, you can't just keep on chopping and changing because people will see you as a job hopper and you have ruined the reputation that you worked so hard for to, to get. So you have to make sure that the organizations that you choose are matching you at your core identity. And that is what Lydia realized. And after we worked together, she was able to commit to a job where she's now thriving in. And that is the difference. It's not only it's not only about brushing up your resume and interview skills so you are standing out from the crowd. It's also about understanding who you are, you as a person, what your values are. But more on that in a second. Because Lydia's story is not unusual. And in fact, a lot of people that I work with are in a similar situation. And there are all of them <laughs> guilty of the same thing. They have a career by default, not design. So what do I mean by that? So think about it. They have never been intentional or strategic about their career choices. They never had a plan. And to be honest, we have a plan for everything. If we get married we have a plan. If we go on holiday, we have a plan. A company needs to have a vision, a strategy to move forward. Otherwise, we all know that they are not going to reach their objectives if they don't have a plan. 
So in so many areas, we have a plan, but we do not have a plan for our career. Nevertheless, we expect really our career to go naturally in a certain direction and that we naturally and obviously earn certain amounts of money because we're good at what we do. It doesn't work like that. So because you're not intentional about your career, you are surely killing your career and any chance you had to getting ahead. Because if you, if you haven't been intentional, you won't have shaped a personal brand that can influence the right people to get you to the next level. So basically, it's making the right connections. And so many of the people that I work with and over my career, I've seen so many people that have worked the trenches. They, they look down, they meet those deadlines. They just like are in that rat, rat race. And they don't stop, look up and see if what they're doing is basically, or where they're going is basically getting them to where they want to be. So they haven't spent time on reflecting on them. They've been too busy executing and being very operational. And that's what I want you to step out of. Be intentional about your career. And maybe you don't want to move and that is fine. But be intentional about the connections that you're making I'm, I'm talking to so many people on a daily basis that say like, oh, no, Caroline, I'm fine. I'm just focusing on this particular thing. It's like, no, you shouldn't be just focusing on this particular thing. Your career, is, you should see it as a system holistically and like as part of you, what you do on a daily basis. basis. You just don't focus on one little part. You focus on the whole. So when something happens, like such as a redundancy or uh, you have a new boss and they don't like you and they decide to push you out because they want to bring in their gang or you have the end of the contract or you simply want to leave your job because things have changed and it's time for you to move on. You don't have to start from scratch. And that is often what people need to do. And that's what they hate. It's like, oh my God, where do I start? So now you are aware of the importance of being intentional about your career. You can make different choices. You can keep doing what you're doing, not sure of the outcome. And if you ever get the career you want, or you can take control, just like Lydia did. Take control and say like, look, actually, let's, let's think about this in a different way. And learn how to move your career from default to design and shape your personal brand and increase your influence. So how do you achieve this? So the clients I work with, I go and cover three core elements. And those are the core building stones of any successful career. And the first element is basically understanding your genius zone, getting clear about that, having that clarity. So understanding why people should hire or promote you. And within that core piece, that genius zone, like to, to get to know that, the first thing you need to do is career mapping. 
And career mapping is basically demystifying everything you've ever done. Stop, reflect, and learn. And you decide what things you liked, what things you didn't like, and what things you want to delegate. And the next part is understanding your values. So we talked earlier about making an impact. Now, to make an impact, you need to be able to influence. And to influence your stakeholders, you need to have certain credibility. Now, credibility is in your control. Credibility is basically your values and action you take. So you need to understand your values, what they mean, and to make sure that you choose organizations that are aligned with that. So in the third part in that first element would be creating your pitch. That is your elevator pitch. How are you communicating what you do to the rest of the world? What's your added value? And I've seen hundreds of career summaries, of profile summaries, or you can just go to any LinkedIn profile. You can see how people are communicating about themselves and they think it's unique. And it's just the same bunch of words that they use than somebody else. Oh, I've got great communication skills and stakeholder management skills and blah, blah, blah. And so you have to understand what your uniqueness is. And there's not a lot unique anymore in the world, but you are. You alone have certain skills, experience that you used in a certain moment of in time with certain stakeholders. And that combination is unique. So that's the first element is understanding your genius zone, understanding your unique value proposition. Once you have done that, and only then you move on to the second part, which is your self-marketing material. And your self-marketing material, most people know what it is. That is your resume, your cover letter, and your LinkedIn profile. Now, none of those things should be just a bunch of words on paper. And I know people see it as a necessary evil, but your resume is a reflection of your career mapping, your journey, how you want to sell yourself to the outside world, how, do you, how you want to be perceived. So it shouldn't be just copy and paste from a job description and some other pieces here that you found. Most people start actually their resume just when they leave university and they, they have the first paragraph and then the ad and the ad and the ad. But it should be a document that truly reflects who you are. Your cover letter should complement your resume and your LinkedIn profile. What your LinkedIn profile needs to do is basically um, be optimized so other people can find you. So it raises your profile. That's what your LinkedIn profile needs to do. And the whole story needs to be congruent. And that story is your pitch, of course. You see how that is really tied together? So most people look at it separately. They look at it bits and pieces. Oh, let's do my resume. Oh, let's do my LinkedIn profile. No, it doesn't work like that. It's all tied up. Now, the third part is crucial because the first two elements, we build, it, we build your personal brand, basically. You have your clarity and you have your self-marketing material. So you understand why people should hire or promote you and you have the material to back that up offline and online. But now you have to have a strategy. How are you going to raise your profile? How are you going to navigate LinkedIn? How are you going to navigate the job market? How are you going to navigate recruitment agencies? You can't just avoid them because you're pissed off with them. 
you have to work with recruitment agencies. So you need to know how to do that. And then you need to have interview skills in terms of like being able to talk to your, your resume and to talk to your pitch because that is going to set you apart. Because a lot of people that I know are vanilla. They just like are just like everybody else. They don't know what they stand for because they haven't done the previous work that I just described. So that is so important to master those interview skills because everybody at your level is good at what you do. So you need to really take it a notch up. The next step, you need to nail the interview. You need to get the job offer. And as a last part, you have negotiation skills. Now, most of my clients, they can negotiate really good agreements and really good deals for everything else. But when it comes down to themselves, <laughs> they find that interesting, negotiating the best deal for themselves. So it's often finding the best strategies on how to not be too aggressive, not give a bad taste in the mouth, but getting what you deserve. So those are the three core elements that you need to put in place to build your career plan, to design your career and not have a career by default. Now, I hope this resonated with you. If it did, a couple of things I want you to do. First of all, subscribe to this channel and you will be notified as soon as there is a new episode online. Secondly, if you know anyone that needs to hear this message, share this episode. The more people I can reach with this message, the better. And thirdly, if you want to take this one step further and you want to work with me, go and check out my website. It's newhorizoncoaching.com.au forward slash career dash coaching dash work dash with dash me. And you will see three options or maybe more in the future, who knows. Uh, the first option is a career breakthrough session, which is a free session uh, where you and I basically, we get on the phone, we get chatting and understanding where you are, where you want to be and basically what the road is in between and how I can help and support you getting there faster. The second one is a career reboot and strategy incentive. And what it is, it's a 90-minute one-on-one coaching intensive. And it's specifically designed to help people go from basically feeling stuck and invisible to stand out and getting noticed by the right people. Not just anyone, the right people, the decision makers. And then thirdly, I have the career success program. Now that is for people that really want to dive deep and take their career to the next level. It's a, a career coaching program specifically designed to help you craft your story, shape your entire personal brand and raise your profile so that you can basically stand out and land your next six-figure leadership role. So go and check it out. It's newhorizoncoaching.com.au forward slash career dash coaching dash work dash with dash me. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.